sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Everyone wants to be free. And Jesus said, the truth will set you free. But what exactly does that mean? How can facts free us? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of freedom, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Renee's writing down the email address right now as we speak. (laughs) Ignition at sfcatholic.org. And actually, today's topic is um, uh, the, the result of a question from a listener. So we're going to talk about freedom today. But before we do that, let's talk about Renee at least just a little bit. We don't have too much time to talk about you, Renee. But That's good because I don't like to talk about me that much. I understand. <laughs> I understand. So, Renee, who are you? I'm Renee Kranz. I'm the editor of the Bishop's Bulletin and uh, director of communications for the diocese. I am married to Ryan for 19 years. I don't know why I always have to think about that for a second. I don't know either. Um, Ryan doesn't know either. Whenever he hears me do that, he's like, what is the matter with you? (laughs) Um, lived in Sioux Falls since 2005. So been here a while. Yeah, that's it. There we go. All right. And, um, and, and Chris allows me to be on here because apparently I must be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got nobody left. Uh, Oh, I see. I was the last one who would agree to it. So, so before we started uh, um, recording, you said, oh, I love this topic. So before we kind of get into, and um, I, I've got an angle uh, I think we're going to take, but we'll okay. see. I, I'm, but I'm really curious to know why, like, what, what, what was that little, just like little kind of under the breath comment of, oh, I love this topic. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is actually what I wrote down. I wanted to make sure I remembered it. So I'll just tell you now, and then we can do whatever, whatever you want with it. But um, there's a song by Mumford and Sons. I believe it's called I Will Wait. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It was very popular for a while. Uh, there's a line in it. For you. Yes, yep. there's a line in it that says, a tethered mind freed from the lies. It's one of my favorite songs in the, in the favorite lines in the song. And that always reminds me of the freedom that comes from following Christ in the church because it's not about doing whatever you want. It's about having your mind tethered to God that actually frees you from the lies. So there, I just wrecked everything tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I think the co I think the host duties just passed. No, to, uh, I have nothing do you, else. Do but you, that. <laughs> so the lyric once more, uh, it is a tethered mind freed from the lies. So a mind that's tethered. So to be tethered means what, 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 what image to me, it means attached to the truth. So tethered to the church, tethered to God and his truth and his desire for you and your right, life. Right, 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 So, okay, that's a, that's, that, that's a great way. <laughs> Sounding smart Thank today. you. you <laughs> this, is, this is the best episode of Ignition you've been on ah, by far. Yes, no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Already. Well, we just started. We have well, lots of time right, left for well, me to yeah, reckon. Well, you, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that's true. Yes. Um, okay, so with that, uh, so John's gospel, mm-hmm. it's chapter 18, Jesus before Pilate. Mm. And Jesus says, 
for this reason I came into the world. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I came to bear witness to testify to the truth. Right. Jesus came to bear witness to the truth. And then what's Pilate's infamous response to Jesus? What is truth? Right. And, And what way do you, well, I th- I'm pretty sure, and we were really confident, actually, um, that Pilate, like, oh, so Jesus of Nazareth, what is truth? No, 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 no. It's well, That was a sarcastic. What's truth? Yeah. What is truth? So, actually, that that sounds a lot like what people say today, doesn't ding, it? Ding, 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 yes. ding. Wow. <laughs> Just the, this, this, the stock price of, of this episode is, is going, <laughs> is skyrocketing right now. Um, yeah, it's cynical. It's jaded because already in the first century of the Roman Empire, uh, the 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 intellectual fervor that maybe had been there from ancient Greece and so on, like now at least there's a strong there are strong undercurrents of cynicism mm-hmm. and, and jaded. Like, what's truth? So a doubt or even a denial that you can actually know mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for us as we're talking about so. What does this have to freedom? We're going to get there, folks. Yep. Renee's, Renee, Renee's this actually Mumford and Sons nailed it. Mm-hmm, and Renee remembered whoever it. Whoever wrote that for them or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, but, so, but let, let's take the pilot's question as if he meant it seriously. What is truth? Like if somebody said, what does it mean to say that something's true, mm-hmm. Renee? Oh, it means it can be validated sometimes. Um, it means it comes to me. It means it comes from God. It's been revealed okay. by God. Okay. So I'm going to, because ultimately all the truth that we can know has been either revealed to God or revealed through nature. I think that's yes. All, everything we know, has been, so, <laughs> I think, um, or by y- reason, y- y- if you're watching, I don't think it's dark enough to see, but I've written down what on my piece of paper here. Uh, two plus two equals three. Is that true? No. Why not? Because two plus two equals four, and we can reason our way through that. Um, and it's just okay. true. <laughs> uh, I can say two plus two equals four. I, I can't. Like, I, I okay. You think trying to think of another one? Yeah, so a more basic one. But the problem is, they, I, I, I typically go to. Um, okay, I go to this. It's it's fr- right now. Right now, it's freezing outside. Is that true? No. Okay. So what does it mean to say that something is true or false? Or no, what does it mean to say that something is true? Uh, so it's it's warm outside, which is going to be, I'm pretty confident right. that's true. Right. What does it mean to say that something is true? To say When I say it's warm outside, you'll say, well, th- that actually is true. So when you say that's true, what do you say? It's the real thing that's happening? It's the way things are. are yeah. So to say something, so to say that an assertion is true means to say that that assertion is in accord with the nature of reality. That is how things actually are. Right. Our culture today, like the culture of uh, at least parts of first century Roman Empire, is increasingly jaded and cynical that we can know the truth about things, that it's actually possible to know the way things are. Mm -hmm. Um, We doubt or deny that we can know the truth, right? that we can know the nature of things. Or that the truth that's right in front of us is actually the truth. 
Right, right. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Because part of this is what, what what we what do we prefer to do? We want to make our own truth. We mm-hmm. want to literally remake things so they're in accord with the way that not that the, they are, but the, so that they're the way that we think they are, the way that they ought to be. Right. What does that have to? Okay, actually, I won't. I won't do that. Yeah, don't put me on question. the spot like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 what is truth? Truth is the way things are. All right. So that's John eighteen. We're going to back up ten chapters to John chapter eight. Okay. Jesus says to his disciples, to his disciples, John eight thirty one thirty two, if you abide in my word, or if you continue in my teaching, you will know the truth. And the truth will set, set you, you free. free. Yeah. If you continue in my teaching, if you abide in my words, if you remain in my words, my teachings, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So this gets back to the topic, which again, so again, somebody somebody um, emailed. This is this is pretty closely, roughly, but pretty pretty close. Rough cut of of a question that somebody <laughs> submitted um, earlier this summer. What's the relationship between truth and freedom? And what does Jesus mean when he says, "You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free"? And what he know knew is what Mumford and Sons sang. Mm-hmm. So let's unpack that a little bit. Now, you you said, "Do you do you?" Well, it doesn't matter if you remember how you put it. So again. This lyric from a tethered mind, what? Freed from the lies. Freed from the lies. So so what does that mean again for you? It means if you are attached to the church, God, that you will you won't believe the lies of the world. You'll understand the truth and you'll be able to live that. That's not how I said it before. But no, that's, that's the same that's, thing. That's fine. People can rewatch <laughs> back up the episode. Rewind and listen to the smart right, part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so what's more? Say it again. What oh, stop. No, seriously, seriously. <laughs> if you are attached to or understand what the church teaches and and keep yourself attached to that, tethered to that, then you will you'll see the truth. You'll be able to live in a free way because God God's truth allows us to do that. So that's what I want to that, that's yeah. that's what I want to focus on here then. So what what does that mean when we say that? Why why is it that um knowing and living the truth? So let's so we're bracketing the whole well, how do you know that what Jesus said is really true? So right. we've talked about that before. We'll talk about that in ignition. You can browse the archives. SF Catholic slash ignition, Bill. Is that yep. Um you can go browse the archives. Um and I'm sure we'll revisit again. So so just for the sake of our of this episode. What Jesus says is true. Well, let, let, let's unpack then this connection between knowing and living the truth and freedom. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 as, as I think the, the questioner was getting at, uh, and I think the, the modern mentality, well, if you're telling me what's true, aren't you constraining me? Right. What, what do you mean? That it, what does Jesus mean? The truth will set you free. How, and the way, actually the way the questioner put it, how can fact, a fact or a set of facts free us? Right. What, what would be your take? Cause you, you, you spoke to that yourself going from the, um, the, the lyric. Mm-hmm. Well, this, to me, this, you and I, I've mentioned this to you before the uh, fences on a playground. 
uh, the idea where if children are on a playground and there's no fence around it, they've done studies on this. You don't put a fence around it or anything. They tend to huddle together and stay in one kind of specific area and not use the whole playground. If you put a fence around the playground, then they use the entire playground because they feel safe. They know where their boundaries are. They know where they can go and be. It's, it's kind of the same idea. If you know what the rules are or the truth is, you then can live your life freely within those and you're not, it, it sounds constraining to someone who, who maybe isn't fully bought into the truth or doesn't fully understand it. Yeah. And, and so it the, takes some, some mental, <clears throat> some mental reasoning to understand that. So there are a couple of analogies, metaphors that are often used um, to, to try to help people understand my, for a year, decades at this point, holy cow, decades, my go-to example is the owner's manual for a vehicle. Mm, yeah. Uh, my cars tell me what to put in the tank. Well, who do they think they are? <laughs> I, water is, I don't know if water is actually cheaper than gas, but. Well, not bottled water. Probably. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it is. Water's <laughs> cheaper than gas. Yeah. I'm going to put water in, in, the, in the tank of mm -hmm. my car. Because I'm free to do that. And why not just use that in place of oil, too? I mean, why not? Exactly. Who do you think you... <laughs> right, right. There's an interesting story about uh, teenagers and being attentive to... To oil. Making sure oil... I have one of those my, myself, being a teenager. <laughs> I had one, too. And just recently, like literally last week... Bill, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. You have to be attentive to the owner's manual. Yes. If what? If you want your car to work well. Mm-hmm. To, well, it's, I don't know if my car's hum and purr anymore, but they did once. <laughs> I still have one that would hum and purr. Sure. It's new enough. If you want it to work well, if you want your car to flourish, mm -hmm. to be a car well, right. you have to pay attention to the owner's manual. Mm -hmm. It's not a constraint to say, hey, you better put gas instead of water in the gas tank. <laughs> That's what you do if you want the car to work well. If you put water in, we all know. Or work at all. <laughs> in this case, yes. Not gonna work. It's, it, you're going you're gonna to ruin your vehicle. Right. The same thing is true with us and, frankly, all of reality. God has create. God creates everything on purpose. Mm -hmm. There's no accidents. He creates everything on purpose and he creates everything also with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Everything that exists, everything that exists has a purpose. Obviously, we know that's true with the things that we make. I mean, human beings created, right. I'm holding up a pen for those who are listening. So a pen has a purpose, but everything in creation has a, rocks have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like what's the purpose holding of Holding paper. Right, <laughs> whatever it is, and maybe we have to do some investigation to figure right. out what the purpose is. But everything has a purpose. So if we want, the, so everything has a purpose. We have a purpose. If we want to live a life to the full, if we want to live the abundant life, mm -hmm. somebody wanted us to live the abundant life. Um, Jesus. Yes. If, 
If, if, if we want to live the abundant life, happy life, a, a, a flourishing life, a full life, then just like we're attentive to what the owner said, the menu, who's actually the menu, it's called the owner's manual, but it's written by the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. The same thing is true with us. We should be attentive to the maker and what he said. This is how you want to operate your humanity yes. well. Yes. So, so the connection, this is to me, the connection between facts and that's the go-to example for me. I'll give the, another one in just a minute, but in case you're just tuning in, you're listening, watching or listening, uh, this is Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald and Ray, Renee Kranz and I are talking today about how the truth sets us free. Um, and I really do think this is, I mean, we're, we're still there, Renee. We're, we're, oh, like, good. I haven't the, wrecked the it completely yet. The market has crashed. <laughs> yeah, this, the, 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 the price of this episode is, is still sky high. Good. Um, we, we started with actually a lyric from Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. so, and which again, in case folks are just listen, tuning in. Mm-hmm. A tethered mind freed from the lies. And poor Chris didn't know that was coming when we started. No, no, so. no, no, no. But I, <laughs> I'm able to roll with things. <laughs> On ignition, unlike some other. Oh wow! Uh, so, um, and, and you gave the great example of of a kids in a playground, mm-hmm. and when there's a fence, mm-hmm. kids actually spread out yep. and use all of the playground. Mm-hmm. When there's no fence, when they don't feel safe, uh, because there's no clearly marked bo- boundaries or borders, they kind of. As you huddle. said, studies have shown they they huddle in the mm-hmm. middle; they don't spread out. So then, I give you just the example of an al- of of uh, of a car or a vehicle. But another one that's often used here is uh, somebody like athletes or musicians, um, and the rules of the game mm-hmm. and how you thrive. So uh, this is just dating myself. Bishop Bishop Barron uses this example all the time, like a Michael Jordan, mm. like or or a LeBron James right. or whoever, like a a basketball player. Think of it just a like a world class vi- uh, violin player. Right. <laughs> you went there, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know where he's at for yeah. you anymore. Um, a world class violin player, like. You gave me a violin. Well, I'm going to be free to play the violin. And it would be like, right? I mean, yes. it'd be the, the it'd be terrible. I mean, it'd be terrible. It'd be horrible. If you want to play the violin well, you have to do it in a certain way. If you want to excel at free throws, you don't just go up and just chuck it up there. If you want to excel at throwing touchdowns, you don't just, I mean, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Mm, uh, yeah, no. yeah, I knew, I knew, I, I knew that. <laughs> but they practice, practice, right. practice, and they do it in a particular way. Well, how come they don't? Why aren't they free? What do you? Why do you have to tell them that you have the what? The coach, the quarterback coach, they, like what? Like, let's use because I, th- I do think Tom Brady is the greatest, at least mm-hmm. quarterback mm-hmm. of of all time. Um, and he is very constrained. Right. He's very regimented mm-hmm. in not just how he throws the football, but how he eats, for yes. goodness sake. Yep. All aimed, so he's disciplined. Mm-hmm. So he can be the best quarterback for his desire of all time. Right. Or at least he probably the best quarterback I can possibly be. Mm-hmm. He lives according to the truth of, in his case, his sport. The violinist is constrained, quote unquote, by the truth of violin playing. Mm-hmm. But what happens when they allow themselves to be deeply constrained? They are the best yeah. Yeah. quarterback, the best 
violin player, mm-hmm. the best basketball player, whatever it is. Right. So how does the truth set us free, Renee? Why do you ask me that question again? We've been talking about didn't this I, all didn't episode. did I answer that already? Okay, so as Americans, we have this weird idea that freedom is I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear at this point that doing whatever you want doesn't isn't exactly the best idea. In the words of Tyler Durden, how's that working out for you? <laughs> right. Most of the time that doesn't work out well to just do whatever you no. want. So if you can live within the truths that are in any given thing, let's say it's driving down this road. Well, if you stop at the stoplight when it's red, that truth is going to give you a lot better uh, circumstances than if right. you blow through it when yes. it's red. And I mean, it's the same thing with just your regular life. You have to stop blowing through the red lights and listen to the green ones. Right. And, exactly. And, yeah. Those kind of things. So, so, so going back to the, the particular, roughly the way that, that this, this questioner asked the question, how can facts free us? Well, facts simply tell us about the way things are. Mm-hmm. And so we're, if we're attentive to the way things are, so the way that, so what God has revealed to us about who we are, what does it mean to be human? Um, we will flourish. So I'm reminded, I was talking about this just recently with a group of uh, new or newish teachers in the Catholic schools across the diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, the way things are, the, the, what is truth uh, about me, what's true about me, what's true about me, what's true about you, what's true about us as human beings mm-hmm. is revealed to us most fully in Jesus Christ. Right. It's in Jesus Christ that we see what it means to be human. So Vatican II, um, back in the, the 1960s, the bishops together with the Pope got together, wrote 16 documents at Vatican II. And one of those documents the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World, whose Latin title, Renee, is... I do not know, but we've talked about this one before. Like, I'm going to remember a Latin title. Come on. I just work for the church. I'm just director of communications. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I hope we don't have a test on that at some point or I'm going to get trouble. <laughs> Gaudimit Spes. It's abbreviated GS. Gaudimit Spes, paragraph 22. Uh, it is in Jesus Christ that God fully reveals man to man himself. Mm. Uh, and John Paul II quoted Gaudium et Spes 22 so often in his documents that somebody said that if if, if John Paul II, if the Pope Mobile, you know the little golf mm-hmm. cart, if the Pope Mobile for John Paul II had had personal personalized license plates, it probably and it, and it wasn't the Bible, it'd probably be GS 22 okay. because he quoted Gaudium et Spes 22 all the time. It is in Jesus Christ that God fully reveals man, the human being. To man himself. Mm-hmm. So it's in Jesus that we fully understand who we are. So it's by looking to him that we understand the truth of who we are. The fact of Jesus Christ helps me to understand who I am meant to be. So when I live according to Jesus' teachings, when, when I, in fact, even more than that, when I live in Jesus, in a relationship with mm-hmm. him, in his grace, in his Holy Spirit, that's when I experience the full freedom that God desires to be. So mm-hmm. kind of going back to the playground metaphor in, in the few minutes that we have left. So 
uh, you, you, you've been married for 19 years. Mm-hmm. I know that even if you don't can't seem to remember it, uh, <laughs> Jermaine and I have been married for 22 years. We have five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids, this playground metaphor or the yard metaphor kids, when they're young, they do just run. Why do kids start to huddle? In the playground when there's no fence because they've learned one way or the other that it's dangerous out there. Right. You can't just run out into the street. It's dangerous. Children, we, as when we're young, we just want to frolic. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to play with abandon. Our father wants the same thing for you and me, not just when we're toddlers, but when even when we're middle aged, mm-hmm. even when we're closing on on fifty, like the two, we're both we're both getting there. And I'm not I'm afraid of that. This is something of American culture. We just need to we need to get over it, Renee. Okay, we're almost fifty. <clears throat> God wants us as fifty year olds to frolic. Okay, that doesn't mean you know we want. Doesn't want mean hang out like, at the bar. What the heck's going on outside? <laughs> uh, what are the Kranzes doing? They're running around in the front yard. Dancing or whatever. Maybe, and maybe you do that after the bar. I don't know. <laughs> we go in the backyard uh, usually. <laughs> okay, the backyard. But God wants us to live our lives like little children mm-hmm. where we abandon. So freedom, abandon. And why? Because we trust him and we're living. Our kids can do that because they trust us. Right. Right. So my kids, when they would do it because... They had complete confidence and trust in their parents. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes, and not everybody does this because of family circumstance, but at least we get this ideal, right? This, right. like a child can play freely and with abandon because they they don't necessarily know it consciously, but they have this lived awareness of experience, hopefully, that their mom and dad are mindful of them, are attentive to them, are taking care of them. They don't even question they haven't experienced less yet running out into the street. They don't do that. Right. <laughs> because their parents are being attentive to yeah. them. When we live in Jesus Christ, according to Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ and his teachings, we are like, we experience the freedom that comes from being his little brother and sister. Uh, sons and daughters of our heavenly father mm-hmm. and that freedom that we see in kids, we can, it's not the exact same thing because they're right. young, right? but as adults, we can experience that. And who doesn't want that Renee? I, I don't know. I don't know who doesn't want that. Everybody wants Everybody that. Wants that. <laughs> Everybody wants that, right? Yeah. So, so just th- this last minute, that's kind of my invitation to our listeners. I want to mention, by the way, uh, if, if you want, if folks want to listen for, so this is the 469th episode, oh my gosh, of Ignition. <laughs> episode 139, so 360 episodes ago, Father Andrew Dickinson and I did an episode, I, uh, I Freedom and spicy chicken sandwiches. I have no idea. I didn't take the time to go back and listen. But we talked about this whole idea of freedom, mm-hmm. particularly in the context of our American culture. Uh, but you and I are both uh, familiar with an article by the article by the theologian George Weigel, uh, Two Ideas of Freedom. So if you uh, do an internet search for George Weigel, W-E-I-G-E-L, Two Articles of Freedom, that's um, uh, two great resources that you might want and to consult. He is more. fascinating. He is fascinating. Yes. So 20 seconds left, Renee, any pine, uh, final words of wisdom? The only thing that I thought of as you were talking was I would say a tethered mind should maybe be changed to a tethered being. Just your whole being, not just your mind. 
Amen. Tethered to Jesus. Tethered all of your being to Jesus. Tethered to Jesus. Awesome episode, Renee. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sure. And that will wrap up wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, folks, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas like this one was for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.